welcome to Socially Powered Digital Marketing Show, the digital marketer's guide to emerging technology, covering blockchain, cryptocurrency, and social media disruption. I'm your host, Aaron Sell, and this week we'll be discussing the ever-changing landscape of social media with our guest, Lara Pence Atencio, the founder of Social Savvy Geek. Lara and I met many years ago through the Colorado Women in Social Media. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Thank you for joining us here. These are the topics we're going to cover in today's show. We are going to discuss the state of digital marketing and the new social media platforms that are emerging as we started this year. It's been interesting. It's been very interesting. (laughs) So I think um, one of the first, first things that we should talk about, because at the beginning of the year, we were actually in Napa together at an in-person conference. We were. And then a few months later, we were at the last conference I will probably attend in 2020. In person for sure, yeah. 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 It seems like a lifetime ago. It really does. We went to that uh, first conference that we spoke at in Napa, and then we toured Napa. We went everywhere. We drank all the wine. It was amazing. And that just seems odd right now. Yeah. It seems like that was like three years ago. Yes. But no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was more like seven months ago. And then we were in San Diego just before everything got shut down. Yes. Yeah. So it's definitely an interesting times that we live in in 2020 with it is. COVID. So. Yeah. So let's talk about the um, state of digital marketing since all of the changes. I mean, there's so many. I'm, like, for example, um, you know, speaking of live events, ev- pretty much everything has moved to virtual. Yes. Actually, I got the word on, I guess, uh, St. Patrick's Day, March 17th, that most of my professional speaker clients' events for this year were canceled canceled everything was shut down and that was not just in the u.s had a european clients as well all canceled for the rest of the year yeah and um i immediately set about helping to transition them to virtual events uh, virtual summits so that although the in-person events were canceled they could still host a similar kind of style of event online um which i know you'll have more to say about <laughs> yes yeah um, I've definitely been been working on that aspect of things um, in fact we we did a, a virtual event that not sure exact numbers but I know we had over 75,000 viewers at one time or another of our week-long event that we did so yeah we put so that together in just a small 30 event. days mm-hmm small tiny event yeah <laughs> very small <laughs> Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's always interesting, you know, trying to take something that, I mean, an in-person event is so different than trying to to do something virtually. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't, you don't get those, you know, the, the feels of actually seeing people in real life. Right, there's no hugging. Yeah. Yep. There's no high-fiving. Oh, that's There's sad. no, there's no... Like, hanging out with your friends. Right. I was going to say there's no Expo Flora collection of tchotchkes, but there can be. So. There can be. You can <laughs> you can do it digitally. <clears throat> and we've got some thoughts on that. But So as far as social specifically, um, things have been changing 
quickly as well. And not so much because of COVID, but just in general, the landscape for social media platforms has been changing. And this was happening last year. It's been, it's yeah, been, it's been, it's been happening. coming up. And I think that has more to do with um, politics and illness as far as where people align themselves with their core values, beliefs, morals, that type of thing. But there are changes happening amongst social. A lot of uh, the major players, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, have been, I guess, busted for shadow banning and deplatforming people and ba- censoring. Um, and there's differing opinions on whether that's correct or legal, which obviously right now it is actually legal perfectly legal whether or not that means it's correct is a whole other question right um but it's not a first amendment issue because it's a private company and then we had talked about the fact that uh it opens the market to competitors which is a good thing yep and that the one thing that does need to be addressed and it is being addressed is that by participating in social engineering if you will or choosing a side regardless of what that side is a platform is there not a neutral platform and needs to be held to the standards of editorial and publishing media companies because they are then um, deciding what is and is not published. That's editorial, which is perfectly fine. It just needs to be treated as such. And it looks like that might be coming down the pipe. Yeah, it does. I mean, it seems like potentially the the government's going to step in. Mm-hmm. Um, in the meantime, I do like the idea that there are alternatives to the major social media players. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, you know, you and I have been talking about it for a long time. Yeah. And um, I have been, and that's part of, you know, my, the socially powered digital marketing show is one of our focuses is talking about those alternative platforms because Eventually, I think we're all going to maybe make that decision of where where right. you want to be online, because you know there are there are distinct and definite sides. I think mm-hmm. based on our current choices for you know the main sure social media platforms, um, but I like that there are alternatives. I also personally really like the fact that some of them are on the blockchain. So that <laughs> right, um, I in fact I wish um, I wish Parlor was on blockchain, but it's not. Oh, interesting. Because yeah. I kind of assumed that they were, but I had they're not. Huh. Yeah. Well, I I do I love the security and the um, kind of authenticity of being on blockchain because then you know people don't need a verified check mark. They are who they say they are. Period. Right. Everybody has the same platform. There's no vanity check, which I enjoy. Um, and then I, I like that it's in a level playing field, and I do like that it's it's secure. I don't love, as a social media strategist and manager, that there are no tools for scheduling in advance and everything has to be actually posted I as agree. you go. And I travel full time. I'm on the road. Um, you know, either camping in a hotel and soon, hopefully, in an Airstream, but definitely in an RV. Um, and I don't want to be tied to a device at any given time to post my things that are time sensitive. I want to schedule them to go out when they need to go out. Um, and I, I have human help, but I don't want my assistant or 
any staff member to be tied to their devices like that. I don't think it's right. I don't enjoy it. So I agree with that, and that's something that I really wish um, I wish somebody would build. <laughs> um, I don't know that I want to be the one that builds it. I was just but thinking that. I'm like, oh, I want it. Maybe it's going to have to be um, us, but I hope not. I do think that it will happen eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, uh, there's a – there's an alternative social. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called SoMe.social. I, I talked about it one. on on here a little bit. Um, I think that was in episode one, and um, so it's S O M E E dot social, and they have I know at least in their original um, the original platform, they also had a scheduling element. Not necessarily for, like, all the other blockchains, Mm -hmm. but potentially maybe they can add that down the road. Well, scheduling per platform is better than nothing. But I still prefer a tool like we have for the traditional social media now where you have API access and you can interface. And I have, you know, one inbox and right. um, I'm pretty sure we're both using Agora yeah. Pulse. Yes, yes. yes. I'm <laughs> like, oh, let's just <laughs> let's do a little and, shout let's out. Ahead, let's go ahead and say <laughs> we use Agora Pulse because we do. Yes. Um, but I love having my stuff and my client stuff and everything is all in one place and it's, yes. it's very customizable. It's organized. I can get in and, you know, it's, yeah, it's amazing. So I want something like that for the other platforms because until that happens, I use them now for personal use. Um, but it, the business applications are limited because it's so time-consuming. And I'm all about efficiency and right. what is effective and what is a good use of our time, energy, and budget. And that just isn't same yet. Same. I, I'm on the other platforms, but I definitely mm-hmm. am not using them like I should be because right. it, I, don't, I don't have the time. Well, And then I feel ambiguous because I say, oh, well, if I spend time here now, there's not a very big audience, but that's a blessing and a curse because if you're spending time someplace where the audience isn't developed, you become a first mover and that gives you a long-term advantage. But right now I need to be where my potential clients are and that's still as of yet on the major platforms. So I am on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I have never been on TikTok and I won't personally right we were just having that conversation earlier about tiktok and all the security and privacy issues that go along with that platform right well and to me it's like snapchat was where i don't see the business application if i can't see data if i don't know who's converting or what what exactly it's doing to my bottom line then i'm not doing it right Um, i'm not just about awareness i want the customer journey all the way from the top of the awareness all the way down to the sale and then into retention and customer satisfaction and if I can't measure it, I don't like to do it. Um, right. And I am on TikTok, but I'm really just a stalker there. I just go and watch other people's stuff. Right. Well, and that's something where it also has to do with your style and your personality. And I could get stuck there watching things, but that's not useful. So I'd rather play a game personally where I'm interacting. I don't like to watch. I like to participate. And then when we had – oh, there's a spark. Um, oh, stories. We're talking about there's stories on LinkedIn is thinking about coming out with stories. Yeah, just saw that today. Right. And I hate stories. Yeah. I hate stories on all the platforms. They take so much time to interact with and they're not user friendly as far as I'm concerned because either they're too long and I'm waiting there going, oh, I'll go to the next one. And if I tap it, it skips and it it just takes longer to interact with. I want to read 
or you know get through but I'm the same way about video I watch videos at double speed I get very irritated if I can't speed videos up I listen to podcasts at double speed mm -hmm. I can read faster than you can talk and I just like my information very quickly I'm a Gen X technically but I identify as an exennial but I have that passage of time problem that X's have we are very pragmatic I'm like don't waste my time <laughs> I know I agree I agree um so I want to I want to go back to I know we talked about this in the beginning um that everything has changed and one of the things that I personally have um well I've enjoyed but it also wasn't that much of a change for me but I think what I have enjoyed is that now other people understand and see it and that is the fact that everybody for the most part was working from home yes besides the essentials and so I think that one positive that has come out of everything with COVID and, and all that is the fact that now people get it when you say oh let's have a zoom meeting and it, it, there's no more of the oh can can I meet you for coffee and pick your brain there's, there's no more of that, and hopefully we won't go back to that, right? Well, I was already over coffee and brain well, picking. I, you don't what? drink coffee anyway. I haven't so. had coffee in 25 <laughs> years, and my brain is not available for picking, so don't ask. Right. But, <laughs> however, that being said, I was telling you um, before we started the episode that I used to be physically in Richmond, Virginia, um, and I had two different physical office locations there that were you know, fairly pricey, not by Denver standards. Boy, when I got here, <laughs> uh, then I went to co-working, co-working and paid more than I paid for office space in Richmond. So I guess wow. I was, I was spoiled. It was beautiful, but I'm not going to go into that anyway. It was gorgeous. Um, but people would actually come into my office for meetings and they wanted to sit there face to face and look at things. I'm like, I work from a computer. <laughs> right. I've had clients all over the world. I've had, I've worked with people in Australia and New Zealand and Costa Rica and in Europe. Like, we do not need to be in the same room. No. I mean, pretty much ever. There are some clients I've worked with, I've never seen their faces. Yep. Not one time. Yep. We've done everything by like Skype yep. back when that was a thing. It's still a thing. I, 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 I Skype with my um, uh, graphic designer in the Philippines. Right. But now everybody's Zooming. Right. So now even Zoom audio has mostly replaced Skype, but... Uh, I still have it. But the, my point is, it is great the way more people are catching on to the fact that uh, working from, oh, I don't know, a campground or an RV or a home is completely legitimate and that you do not need a physical office space. And as a matter of fact, I got one that was only, what, a mile or two away from my house and traffic was so bad it could still take me 20 minutes to get there. I don't want to commute. Mm -hmm. I don't need to commute. No, and I mean, so we've been doing this for years and years, yes. right? And But now it's like, now everybody understands and, and knows. And I just have to, I have to say, um, I love, I mean, I'm sure you've seen like the memes about Zoom and the meetings and, you know, what people like, like Zoom bingo games. And, <laughs> um, but I, I think it's, it's interesting to see how now like people are, 
using backgrounds and like the mm-hmm. Zoom has, you know, the built-in green screen and you can change your, your yep. backgrounds, create your own backgrounds. Yep. I always look like I'm in San Diego because I use a picture I took of the marina when oh, I funny. was at Social Media Marketing World like, yeah. I don't know, a year or two years ago um, from the hotel because it was such a great shot. So people are like, are you in San Diego? And I'm like, no, but I was. <laughs> love it I mean it's my picture I took right. it I'm yeah. just not there now yeah my favorite is I actually like to use um a a background that I found uh I can't remember where I got it from uh some website was they had like stars homes so <laughs> I have um, a golden girls oh, living fun. room and kitchen and then I've got a couple Gilmore Girls. Do they have Buffy? That's hilarious. I don't. I don't think. Or so. I could be in the Serenity on Firefly. You, or maybe in an X Wing. Yeah, you'd have to go look. I I can't remember. Yeah, I'm a geek. Mine would yeah. all be sci-fi. I want all. I want all the sci-fi stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they also had uh, Friends backgrounds. Ugh, so overdone. Yeah. I yeah. watched it when it was you know new, but <laughs> I know everybody's like, I love Friends, and I'm like, yeah, no. Aww. Mm-mm. I'd rather rewatch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So oh, funny. It's campy and horrible mm-hmm. and awful mm-hmm. and the best ever. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. So, yeah, so social's changing and we're on the new platforms and they are kind of being compared to like kind of the mainstream, if you will, known platforms, but they're a little different. I think one thing I like about them is that they're simpler and not any one of them is trying to be the be all end all Google or Facebook or Amazon of social media like they're each picking a lane and staying in it which makes me feel like we're going more back to the bulletin boards or the groups or the private communities we used to have before we were kind of corralled like cattle into these big massive places that try to be everything to everyone and now that's breaking down because the platforms are saying hey you're not all our our people actually you're not all our people we only want this kind of people and if you don't think what we think then we're gonna throttle we're gonna shut you down kick you off or we'll just not show you to people and um, not even mentioning pay to play which is you know a biggest bait and switch ever but they're a business and I'm Actually, well, okay and I mean, I, I'm sure you've seen or heard about this, but um, YouTube keeps shutting down blockchain and crypto accounts. <laughs> um, Threatened much? They've, yeah, they've been, they've been oh. doing that for. Not um, your foot. You were. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, uh, so I work, you know, with the Bad Crypto Podcast. And um, their their account got shut down for I think it was like a year and a half. Ooh, yeah. I got banned from Facebook and Instagram. My website I couldn't share anything for months, and it was months. What'd you do? And well, apparently they said I violated community standards, oh. which I did not. I don't share anything um, controversial in my business stuff at all. The only thing I could think of when I was going through, I was like, I'm I'm a libertarian. Like, maybe that isn't good. I don't know. But no, I did finally get a hold of a human being, and they got back to me and said, oh, you got caught up in an algorithm, mm. and it, you were identified falsely as being against the standards, so we've reinstated it. But now I have to go back and put my links everywhere because they were all banned and banned and banned and banned. Oh, and geez. so people are like, I can't find the website link on facebook or instagram i'm like yeah i know but i can put them back now yeah it's uh 
super frustrating. That's for sure. But that just illustrates the point that I've always told everyone that I, you know, from stage or on my podcast or when I'm uh, working with clients, you cannot put all your eggs in one basket and you need to diversify your, not just your income streams, but your traffic sources. Mm -hmm. And I have never until right this minute advocated for a fully online business. I've always said you should go and do in-person speaking engagements and you should go out to in-person networking events. And right now, don't do that. I mean, your social circle should be small. So if you're not already in a circle with someone, don't meet new people now. And, you know, that's not, it's not the time for that. So it's great that we have this online option. But when the world opens back up again, there will be cause to go out and meet people. Um, But I am glad that we're able to do online. But you can use, I mean, let's say you had everything on Vine. Or right. MySpace, mm-hmm. or you know what, all well, the and all those things that have come and gone. That's why the the case is always to get people back to your platforms, to your mm-hmm. email list, mm-hmm. to go visit your website, to get them out of the other people's right. platforms and bring them and build an email database. Right. And if you're using an email service provider, which you should be, you need to regularly at least once a month go in there and download all your contacts and data because any service provider of any kind could get banned or shut down or disappear or any number of things could happen but you don't want to put your data in someone else's hands that is very very good suggestion oh i've lost my whole list like three different times oh my god i'm a slow learner learn from my mistake download your (laughs) list oh yeah that's, but that's guess a, that's what I'll be doing this evening. <laughs> but it, and it's okay because I could have gone in and you know done something about it. But I was like, whatever. I, I really don't care because I kind of shut down and went dark for two years. It's been nearly two years since my husband died, as uh, you know, in his sleep from a heart attack at forty nine. It was com- out of the blue. Did not see that coming, and so I didn't email anyone for years. So do I really want to pick up my list of, you know, however many tens of thousands of people it was and email them after two years? Hey, I'm back now. No, no, I don't. So I will start my list over and it's no big deal because I know what I'm doing. But if you spent, you know, a bunch of time doing that and it was a fresh, relevant, targeted list and you just lost it, I mean, that's could be a million dollars or more who knows depends on your business but the value is huge i agree of course you do yes (laughs) (laughs) you were going to tell us about your new summit project oh Oh. well you mean social media day no but we're going to talk about that too so we have three things to talk about still that weren't on the list but they're exciting so aaron is working on making summits accessible and easy for everyone. Yeah, so basically I'm creating instantvirtualevent.com and it is going to be templates and tools and resources and all that good stuff Mm -hmm. into one thing that will help you put on virtual events. Right. Um, Yeah, so basically it is... um, I guess you would say a grouping of documents and tools, videos, um, all that good stuff. It's how to make your own summit without yeah, yeah. losing your mind. 
Uh, so the reason that this is amazing is because Aaron has been the mastermind behind Social Media Day Denver since its inception, and it was an in-person event. Right. However, with everything that's been going on, she's been hosting online summits, virtual summits, yep. putting them together behind the scenes. So she's got the in-person uh, event planning knowledge and expertise that is now translated into online. But since we're online specialists, it's been, I have to say, I think our summits are better than other people's. And Social Media Day Denver this year is going to be in October and online. And it is going to be amazing. We're already uh, working on it. And I think that we're doing some things that I have not seen any other summits no, doing. We're not going to give it away. No, I'm, I don't want to I don't We're not going to give it away because people might, you know, take the idea. Right. Um, I'm super excited about it. I will say this because we've been working and planning today. Um, so we have come. We've decided on a date. Yay. Um, it's going to be October 22nd and 23rd. And then... A follow-up on the 26th. Yep. Uh, so basically, the 22nd will be the full-day event. 23rd will be workshops. Mm -hmm. And then the 26th will be follow-up after you've had a few days to implement. Right, which is very nearly the same as the in-person event, except for you can be anywhere, obviously. Right. But the first day will be the speakers that people have come to expect the high level quality speaking and, and we're still going to have networking right and the um the speaking is always pitch free at your events yes, which is amazing yes. and then the workshops are high quality but the the added thing that we're able to do since people don't have to be in town for this is to give the entire weekend for implementation and then have follow-up and office hours so people can get their questions answered after they've had a chance to try to implement right i yep. say try to but yeah <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully, you know, they'll do the workshops, get some some great nuggets of information mm -hmm. to start using in their business. And then we're giving everybody Saturday and Sunday to and Monday morning and Monday morning uh, to start working through the things that is that are discussed on Friday. Right. And then Monday we'll do office hours with the presenters from the workshops where the, anybody can come in and ask questions yeah. as needed. So if you got stuck somewhere, you can get unstuck because you yeah. don't know where you're going to get stuck till you're doing the work. Yep. Um, so that, that's part of That's not the only thing that's making it different, though. And yeah. if you, I don't say if, you're going to want to come. But so when you come to the summit, you will find out what is making it different. And then the cat will be out of the bag from then on. But right. it'll be a surprise. <laughs> it'll be so much fun. Super and then, excited. So I've been working on customer journey. Um, I used to call it a sales pipeline strategist, but actually it's marketing and sales pipeline, which is a customer journey. So all the way from awareness, all the way to uh, sales, and then plus that retention, but it's marketing, sales, strategy, implementation. But my personal talent is one, creating order out of chaos. So your stuff's a mess. We can get it in good working order. And the second thing is to find the holes and fix them. So wherever the money's falling out of your funnel, to find what ails it and fix it. So And um, so so how are you how are you putting that out into the world? Oh, putting that out into the world right now. I am filling a mastermind for September. Um, it's limited to only nine nine people. And um, actually just starting That's a great it size. now. It is and that way, if we need feedback, we can do pods of three because 
it's got to be time efficient. But the one thing that I'm most excited about is that one of my major strengths lies in implementation and tools and software to automate repetitive tasks in the background that mean that coaches and consultants who are very busy with their front end facing work and their client work uh, can come in and do the high level strategy stuff. And then I'm gonna have a separate call with their project manager or implementer or personal assistant, or whoever is the key team member who will see to the implementation. Cause that's not, that should not be the same person at the level we're working. So I'm actually going to train the staff right. to implement the things that the coaches are um, going through. Which is which is perfect because the coaches typically aren't the people that know that stuff. No. They don't know the, the tools and the, right. all the behind the scenes well, things. And even if they do know the tools, they have better high level uses yep. of their time. 100%. And they shouldn't be the person troubleshooting. So myself mm -hmm. and my staff will help their staff to actually implement this stuff because it does absolutely no good to attend a mastermind for six months and leave without a fully functional customer journey like that defeats the purpose so not only will we do the strategy we'll actually do the work and um, now I'm really excited about it yeah that's Yay. awesome Yay. <laughs> so where can people find the or get in touch with you as far as if they're interested in joining that mastermind yeah that's a good question so it is I want to say it's, it's application only, but anyone can apply. You can apply, but then I have to personally interview to make sure that it's a good fit because it's going to be a six-month commitment, so we need to make sure that we have a cohesive group of people who are all at the same level. And um, that should be people who have been in business three to five years are you know nudging up around the $250,000 mark and are uh, having trouble scaling. So they've already got a successful business. But you can uh, email me, laura at socialsavvygeek.com, um, and just do, you know, subject line mastermind. Perfect. And that'll, that'll be fine. I mean, I'm all on all the platforms, but I would recommend for this purpose that you email, email me directly. Cool. Yeah. So as far as getting in touch or getting connected with you, what is the best place to connect with you? Hmm. Well, it's pretty much always been Twitter, but you have to be public. You can't DM me. I get like a thousand DMs a day, and oh. I don't have time for that. And I, I don't do anything on DMs and no, Twitter. No, like one out of ten thousand messages is worth reading, so I don't, because that's not a good use of my time. Um, I am still on Facebook. I have Social Savvy Geek uh, page. I have the Social Savvy Geek Show page. Messenger is available on both of those, um, and I did just publicly give my personal email address. So, um, don't think if you're if you're if you're listening and you're like haha spam yeah my assistant will weed you out and I will never see it but <laughs> <laughs> like first I have Sanebox so that does a good job of right. like first filter but then I have a human filter beyond that so if you're trying to send something that's not pertinent I will never see it so don't bother but if you have something legitimate that you'd like to talk to me about by all means right <laughs> it's uh, good to see you in person and I want to thank everybody for making it to the end of the show if you're here yeah that means you're awesome right yeah i agree thank you laura <laughs> so much for uh for being here today well That's thank you erin for having me in your lovely place of business slash home <laughs> <laughs> yes it that it, that's funny because uh, it has had quite the update due to COVID as well. It looks amazing. It, I mean, it was good before, but now it's like a whole new spruced up, yeah. like painted, yeah. decorated, it's snazzy in here. I'm just yeah, going to say. Yeah. It's been fun. Yeah. And we both have new dogs. So that's, yes. that's the new thing. We got lonely with the COVID. And uh -huh. since we couldn't have more people, we each got a new dog. <laughs> 
Which so is funny. Bandit mm-hmm. and Rufus are awesome. Yep. And uh, my daughter is Babies. thrilled to have a fur sibling. Yes. Yes. Fur, s- fur siblings are always good. Or fur babies. They are. Well, she wanted a sister. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'll get you a dog. <laughs> a dog is, is close enough. <laughs> exactly. So before we, um, I don't know, go on with chatter, y'all have things to do. So get out of here and go do things. That's right. Do good stuff, as Joel comments. Oh, yeah, say. do good stuff, as <laughs> all our stickers and shirts that we have say. Yes. And then we will see you on the Social Savvy Geek Show and... And on the Socially Powered Digital Marketing Show. 